Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of The Urban Therapist. I am your host, Eddie Jean Hall Jr. And joining me today, as always, is my good friend and the co-host of The Urban Therapist, Mr. Lewis Rhodes. How you doing today, Lou? Fantastic. Yeah, man, it's good to see you again today. We're trying to get back on track, folks. We appreciate you all joining us. And remember, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so we're trying, to, we're trying to get out there. We're trying to do our thing. And we appreciate you joining us. Listen, I have been a little slow and responding to uh emails or you know so please keep them coming we're gonna get on top of things uh we are moving into a new phase of the urban therapist as we go into this year and we're looking to get more active and we want you to definitely definitely be a part of that so lewis the last few shows we have been talking about that billion 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 billions of dollar industry internet pornography so we gave a lot of stats on that the last couple of shows and we were talking about last week what makes it so popular why do so many of us hit that button go on the screen and stay there like this Called the Coolidge effect. We're gonna go over that. Why you like me? Hey, listen. Look, now I ain't gonna talk about. I ain't gonna talk about me. I'll talk. I'll, I'll tell you all about me later. But listen, you 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 will be in the screen like this. Go back a few slides for me, Lou. It's called the Coolidge effect. Based on when President Coolidge, it is said, went to a farm and he took his wife with him. When he took his wife to the farm, the president was. I guess he was looking at some cows. And his wife was over at the hen house and the farmer told the wife, hey, listen, I got this rooster. This rooster can get it on with every hen in this barn. And he just goes day and night. And she said, really? And he said, yeah, my this is this rooster just be getting it. And she said, well, you know, you need to tell my husband about that rooster. So the farmer told this is the story. Now, the farmer told President Coolidge about. The rooster and what his wife said to tell him and so it is rumored that the president said well and i'm paraphrasing well is he getting it on every night with the same hen and the farmer said well no mr president it's a different hen every night so then the president said well you go tell mrs coolidge that now, I don't know if the president had to sleep on the sofa that night after telling Mrs. Coolidge that. But the point is this. What the farmer was showing them is that there's something going on with these roosters. And then they started doing studies with rats and other animals. And it's called the Coolidge effect. If a male rat is placed in a cage with a female rat, initially very high copulation rate, 
very high getting it on rate. And then, though the female rat will still be receptive, she'll still be, well, hey, come on, baby. I still want you. The male rat be like, nah, that's all right. Um, I'm, I'm good. He, he'll have little or no libido. He's he going to go watch a basketball game or something. I don't know. But now, if the original female rat, she's, she just sounds like, look, I'm out then. I'm, you know, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go find me somebody that wants me. And a fresh, fresh female rat is placed in. Male rat turns off the TV, puts the remote down, and starts back with the sexual activity. Now, and it is said that he will keep doing this as many female rats as they bring in. He will just keep getting it on with each of those different female rats until he nearly dies of exhaustion. The thing is, it's the novelty. It's the reward, it's the dopamine surge that he experiences in his mind each time it's a new rat. Now, we're going to describe this a little more when it comes down to the Internet. So this experiment has been repeated with sheep, rams, cattle. Hey, Lou, I didn't tell you this. <laughs> I had heard somewhere that there was a thing with monkeys. Where. These monkeys and, and monkeys, that, this is what the article said, the monkeys love fruit juice. The monkeys would give up their fruit juice to look at a female monkey, a female monkey's butt. If this. If, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am are not you, making this up. Are you going to stay uh, GP in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying what the female monkey had on. I'm just telling you, this is a true, true story. They said the monkey, the monkey would give up their fruit juice to be able to look at the female monkey's butt. So in each experiment, I'm gonna go back to the slide. The male ties of this female, but it's revitalized. We're introduced to a new female. We're back to the rats. So let's keep going. So with pornography and the Coolidge effect. There was a study done about, you know, the novelty of, 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 of porn. And it says novelty, novelty is the key to stimulating the Coolidge effect. Okay. Especially in online pornography. And let's keep going. So here's the experiment that was done. There was research done with our, our researchers in Australia where they displayed the same erotic film repeatedly to a group of test subjects to record the level of sexual arousal for each viewing. So every time they showed it, they wanted to see how excited people get. The test subjects showed a progressive decrease in sexual arousal with each viewing of the same erotic film. So remember we talked about that novelty, that spike in dopamine, where each time they watched it, there was a decline. The dopamine didn't rise as high. So now, after 18 viewings, the test subjects, these are human beings, began to fall asleep. And researchers introduced novel erotica or new erotica for the 19th and 20th viewing. And when they did that, the research says, showed folks were asleep, drooling, and all of a sudden they showed some new stuff they not only woke up mentally, they woke up 
physically because the dopamine increased because now they were looking at something new. And the women show similar effects. So now let's talk about this specifically. So at the click of a mouse, you got thousands of movies, clips, and pictures of erotica available in the span of just a few minutes. So in just a few minutes. Now they did that with a movie. So can you imagine being able to click, click, click in your our brains, our brains, our brains, that dopamine up, down, up, 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 until ah, it's not happening anymore. And then well, let me hit hit it again and it keeps spiking. Keep going for me. The dopamine levels in the human mind can peak and descend over and over again. Here we go. Simulating the rush and withdrawal of a drug high without leaving the comfort of your home. So here's what we're talking about. This is what makes pornography in general and then internet pornography itself so captivating because those dopamine levels in my mind peak and descend, peak and descend so quickly. It's like, lack of a better example, using the drug. It's like smoking crack. Right. And, and I was going to say that the difference is, again, in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you had to go out and provide that high. You had to go and find it in magazines, in VCR tapes, things that you usually didn't have readily accessible to you. But the problem with today is the internet follows you everywhere you go. It is on your phone. It is in your pocket. And so, like you said, if, it, if you're seeing it as a drug high, you always have access to your fix. Every second of the day. And with dopamine, we're searching for, you know, dopamine is a search for the high. It is not the high. So let, listen, let me share this with you. Again, this is a book and I recommended this book. Yeah, and keep it on that slide for me right there, Lou. It says, Although dopamine and the and the book is your brain on your brain on porn. There we go. Your brain on porn. Although dopamine is sometimes referred to as the pleasure molecule, it is actually about seeking and searching for pleasure, not the pleasure itself. So that dopamine rush is not the satisfaction but the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the search. Thus, dopamine rises with anticipation. It's your motivation and drive to pursue potential pleasure or long-term goals. It works in the synapses of nerve cells, you know, by attaching to receptors to stimulate electrical impulses and, you know, We'll get a little bit more into the science later, but you, I want you to get my point. The surge of dopamine that I get from watching porn is that excitement. And so the pleasure comes from continuing to look for something else that's going to be exciting. 
So that's why when they did the uh, experiment with the film, after showing it so many times, the excitement was going, my dopamine level wasn't rising. But when they showed me something new, my dopamine level rose up again. Bam. It's important for us to understand this because we need to understand some people will try to make addiction and, and, and I want to tread lightly when I say this. Now, nah, I'm not going to tread lightly. I'm just going to say it. This is not just, you can't just spiritualize this away. We got to help people to understand when we're dealing with addictions, we are dealing with something that is actually physically and mentally going on with us. And there's physical transactions that have taken place in the structure of our, our brains that we are dealing with. We got to understand this so we can understand what we're going against. And whether it's pornography, drugs, food, sex, gambling, this is what is happening in our <coughs> heads. Understanding that, now what I'm about to say next. I'm not taking away from this being a moral issue or I'm not taking away from moral challenges. But what I want you to understand is it's real. So you've got to do real things besides just praying. And when I say just, I'm not minimizing the power of prayer or your faith in your, you know, your spiritual beliefs. But what I'm saying is you got to understand it's more to it than what you think. And for those of you who may have a, a loved one who's wrestling with some type of addiction, again, I'm not excusing it, but I want you to understand it's more than you think. It is actually a chemical imbalance that has been taking place in the brain and our brains have adjusted or trying to adjust so this, this is going on. Whether you're looking for chocolate cake, whether you're looking for a line of Coke, or whether you're looking for a picture or a video on the internet. I want you to know what's going on in your head to take the guesswork out. What's that old saying, Lewis? Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. So this is part of that knowledge. This is what's happening in our brains. And this is one of the reasons why it's so popular. And this is important for us to understand because think about it, man. And, and Lewis, I know you're, you, 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 you are an educator. And one of the stats that we showed about how, I think it was like 9% of people viewing pornography were under the age of 12. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine, you know, see our, our young people and our teenagers, their minds are just developing. So these dopamine spurts that they're experiencing when they're watching pornography is messing with their developing brains. So when we get caught in these addictions when, when we're young, 
This is why they have such a strong grip on us as we continue to grow because our, our minds, our brains grow and develop with these addictions and they become a part of the way we think, act, and live. It says the dopamine levels in the human mind can peak and descend over and over again, stimulating the rush and withdrawal of a drug high. Now, I don't know if you've ever been addicted to any type of drugs or known somebody who has, and that's one of the fields that I'm in. And when a person comes down off that high, they want to get it back. That becomes their new normal. And that's what happens with pornography. It has the potential to become your new normal when it comes to how your brain believes sex should be. Hit the next slide for me. The stimulation of the combined anticipation of reward, the images of erotica discovered by searching the internet. Remember we said that dopamine, that's the search. That's, that's the search. And the novelty, multiple variety, feed off each other to increase excitement and to re- right the brain. I want to share that one more time. The stimulation of the combined anticipation of reward and the reward is the images of erotica discovered by searching the internet. In other words, me looking for something I want to look at and the novelty. Now I'm looking for something. Oh, I want to see her. I want to see this. I want to see it look like that. And I get all these different varieties of what I'm looking for that feeds off each other. I'm looking, I want to find it. Oh, I found it. Oh, I want to find it again. Oh, I'm finding something different. Oh, and so you see, so my brain now gets rewired because of the dopamine surges and the dopamine drops. The dopamine surges and the dopamine drops. It's like if you if you run water down your, Let's say in your front yard and you got your water hose and you just let water run down there and you turn the water hose off. Well, it started to make a groove in the grass. Now, if it starts to dry up and you run the water again, it gets a little deeper. Starts dry, you run it. And so then that groove gets deeper and it takes more water to fill in the groove. Same thing happens as we continue when we keep watching pornography. Internet porn inevitably always offers something unexpected, something different, and something more titillating than previously viewed. So at my fingertips, I can keep the excitement going. And that's how our brains get hooked. That's how we get hooked. And the proof is in the pudding in the stats. Thus, it's possible for the brain to become over aroused, get this, by a synthetic stimulation and condition itself to distort the reality of actual physical sexual pleasure and that of viewing pornography. In other words, my brain starts saying, ooh, this is great sex, to the point where my brain doesn't say, 
wait a minute, what about having real physical sex? Hey, I'm happy looking at this. And so you get so satisfied with this that the real thing doesn't move. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this happens to everybody. Notice the quotation says that thus it is possible for the brain to become over aroused by synthetic stimulation. When I'm getting aroused by something that's not real or synthetic, it's not the original. I'm in trouble. It can cause me to neglect and even not desire the real. Go to the next slide for me, Lou. So now, I've got nine questions that I want to ask you. I want you to think about. Uh, I know we covered a lot in the last few weeks. Here are nine questions I want you to think about. Now, there, there is no absolute 100% test to say, yes, you are addicted to pornography. But there are questions for you to ask yourself. But depending on your answer, can give you a good idea on where you're at. We're going to go through these nine, and, and the particular website that I got this from said, I believe it said if you answered three, answered yes to at least three of these, you could have an issue. So here's number one. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about pornography? That's question number one. Number two, do you ever lose track of time while you're watching porn? Number three, have you ever tried to cut back on how much porn you consume? Now, all these are yes or no answers. Number four, do you ever feel restless or irritable when you try to cut back on porn? Number five, have you ever lied about how much porn you actually watch? Number six, has pornography ever interfered with your work, school, or relationships? Number seven, do you continue to watch or look at porn even when it's had negative consequences on your relationships or your work? Number eight, have you ever done anything illegal to access porn? And then number nine, do you ever feel guilty, sad, or anxious about watching or looking at pornography. Now, if you answered yes to at least three of these nine questions, there's a very strong possibility that you are wrestling with an addiction. 
And when we come back for our next podcast, we're going to talk about some of the different ways to deal with porn addiction. And at the close of this one, we're going to share with you some online resources that you can use to help you out with this. So, I don't know what you think, Lou. You think we covered this? Mm-hmm. I think you you put a lot of perspective into it for uh, our listeners to really examine. Um, you know, and and again, I think that the interesting thing, <clears throat> even though the topic is porn. I think as a therapist, addictions kind of carry the same um, patterns, yeah. right? Regardless to whether it's actual pornography or if it's drugs, drugs food. if it's food, if it's <laughs> your phone, there's phone addictions, right? There's it, there, You can be addicted to anything that brings, like he mentioned, that dopamine rush to you. And so, you know, I, I, I definitely think, you know, not just porn, but we can look at addiction and what are the symptoms of addiction. And really, the most important thing is if you really do believe that you have a problem, that help is available. Exactly. So listen. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. I hope to share some light on this topic. And especially for, for us as parents, grandparents, hey, listen, significant others, knowing and understanding how our brain works and how this can affect us is extremely important. So listen. Take care. Like I said, at the end of this show, we have a list of websites that you can check out. And you can always email us at im.v.urban.therapist at gmail.com. Take care, everybody. Thank mm-hmm. you.